Riley. We need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode after the holidays, quote, mm-hmm. after the holidays with uh, Miley and Mandy on uh, Woman Get In podcast. That's us. Yep. I kind of flipped the intro this week and it kind of <laughs> threw me off, but it all came out of my mouth. So we're good. I love when you confuse yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm entertaining. She was like, I have a plan and that was not it. Yeah. <laughs> I did not execute. <laughs> <laughs> had a plan. Shot from the hip, <laughs> threw the plant out the window. <laughs> you know, it's, life is more fun like that sometimes. Uh, I love it. Then when you go, eh, mm, that was weird. <laughs> oh, I do do that a lot. Oh, it's so great. It happens a lot in my life. How are you, Miley? I am doing good. You How know, are you? I'm good. Yeah. Last episode, you were going to tell us a little bit about your pilot. Oh, new, my pilot. You new pilot instructor. I do. And we didn't get to it because oh, okay. we were chatting a bit. Um, but uh, I, I want to hear about your new instructor. My new instructor. Your new, 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 new. My new. Exactly. I don't even know what number instructor I am on yeah. now. This is the, what is this? Six. The instructor that never ends. Not like the, the learning, the becoming a pilot that never ends it's journey the tutelage that never ends <laughs> yes thank you at least like a four-year basic <laughs> pilot <know>. program <laughs> oh my god everybody else is like six months in and out she's like i'm on year four i'm a fourth year senior exactly <laughs> exactly i am a lifelong learner pilot you know after this what is this called the this is private pilots this is level one ppi ppl ppl there's more Oh, there's like seven levels more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you had, I think there was a Steven a while ago, and now he's bumped up in the ranks. And then then there was a Courtney. Courtney, And and then she got so quite busy. Yep, she's quite busy. Mm -hmm, She got bumped up as well. So now we're on. Now we are on Zach. Zach. Mm -hmm. He sounds lovely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully he's not the mean one. I remember you had a mean one. Oh, I had a mean one. Blake. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I don't even know his name. Uh, yes, Blake yes. sounds Mormon. It's was, not like and he, he was mean. I don't know if he was Mormon. And I wouldn't say he was mean. He was very blunt, let's say. Blunt Blake. He was just... He also had... He did not know well, my level. say now level. that he's mean, but back then you were like... Yeah. I mean, he was brutal because... You're like, he's yelling at yeah, me. Yeah, well, yes. Because I don't respond well to this. <laughs> I don't. Uh, and it's only because like I think he was... He thought that I was more experienced than I really was. Uh, And then I would fail at a lot of things because I just didn't know what I was doing. And he thought I knew what I like. He thought that I he expected me to know certain things that I just did not know. I think this is how I am when I drive with other people. I'm like, you know, you're stopped in the crosswalk right now. (laughs) You're supposed to stop behind that. That sounds I think I think that's what happens when you drive with me. I I don't know what I'm doing half the time. I'm like, you're not supposed to change lanes in the intersection. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all like spitting out random rules. Hilarious. I love it. Uh, But Ellie, I don't know. I don't know. What are you doing? Blake wasn't, he wasn't. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe I just I I realize that I'm also one of those people who I try to block out memories that aren't mm-hmm. as great and then i you just mention this yes and mm-hmm. then i just make them 
happier memories and maybe they're just fake memories. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I rewrite. Oh, that's what I do. I rewrite memories. Uh, what's oh this is called revisionist history ah, oh oh there's okay, actually a whole gotcha. podcast oh, about it malcolm gladwell for oh. our fans who know i'm a I little like bit of a lot. nerd yeah. i actually don't listen to his podcast oh. much but i've heard him on other podcasts and oh. other podcasts i listen to talk about his show a lot oh. but he has a whole show called revisionist history listen to it after you listen to this one <laughs> exactly. always listen to this one we're first. number one because we're gonna lighten up the mood <laughs> we're gonna talk some nonsense <laughs> we're gonna give you the lowdown on some stupid shit and, and then you can dive into the deep and then go listen to the real yeah. stuff like revisionist history and the nonsense that they're putting in history yeah. books. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. So, yes, I revise my my <laughs> memories, but Blake was fine. And then, you know, Courtney was great, too. And this one, he is uh, he was trained somewhere else. So all of all of my instructors have either been trained at AeroGuard or at ATP. And so I understand that I have developed many mannerisms and uh, particulars as though I trained at AeroGuard or ATP. And my current instructor was trained at UND, which is the University of North Dakota that also has a training facility down here. And so while I had my first flight with him, I would do certain things and he'd be like, so why do you do that? And then I'd explain why I did it. And he goes, hmm. And then, and then this is your new guy. This is my new guy. And I do a little more, you know, a a bunch of other things. And he go, why do you do that? And I was like, well, because so-and-so instructed me to do this. And this, this is what they explained it to me. And this is the reasoning why. And he goes, hmm. (laughs) And then I'd be like, would you like to elaborate on that? Like, I'm open to feedback. Like if there's a certain way that you prefer me to do something, let me know because I know every instructor has preferences. I mean, I know that as an educator. I know that there are things that Dr. White does that I'm like, don't do that if you work with me, you know, things like that. So I totally get it. And I was telling him, I was like, if you don't want me to do it a certain way, please tell me. I want to do the way that you want me to do it. And uh, he's like, no, it's just interesting. And I'm like, okay, I need more than interesting. Has... Your new instructor, what's his name? Zach. Zach. Okay, I've already forgotten. God, all these white people names sound like the same. <laughs> so, Zach has. How long has he been instructing? About two months. Okay. I so am... he's really fresh, and he hasn't mm-hmm. been exposed to a variety of students that are bringing in a bunch of yeah. their own stuff. Because that's what it sounded like to me. That's yeah. why I asked that question. And, so, and okay, then so that's cool. He was really. He was just like, I don't want to say too much because I also recognize that you're so close to your check ride that I don't want to be changing anything that you're used to doing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I appreciate that, but. If there's a certain, if there's a better way for me to do something, I want to know about it. So I, I have to overcome the hurdle of being a little self-conscious around him. Maybe that's what it is. Like, I feel very self-conscious about him because he does the, hmm, or he'll ask me and then he'll be like, okay, interesting. But then he, then I'm like, well, is that an, a good interesting? Is that a bad interesting? Is it like, what's going on? Like, I need feedback. Really? And, could you just say, okay? Yes. And so that, that's... Interesting sounds slightly <laughs> judgy. <laughs> right? So I just... And he's like... And then he said, you know, I can tell that you've been trained by ATP instructors. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> just say, okay, <laughs> yeah. Zach. Ask me so a question. Like, <laughs> I answer it. If I've said something wrong, feel free to fix it. Yes. But if it's not incorrect, say okay like if my thinking is sound just say okay right so i'm just like i said and as you know i'm at a a young person he's 20 years old yep (laughs) (laughs) these are people that just haven't been in the world long enough to uh have those like a very specific set of skills to not like 
to not know how to react sort of judgmentally or like yeah. inadvertently judgy inadvertently and yeah. I, that's why I've say, i say i don't think he means that way that's oh, why i say i'm yeah. taking responsibility for feeling self-conscious i it is all in my head right now but you i mean know? i'd be like the same way i'd be like okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> if somebody was like interesting right okay like, good then in I what way yeah exactly so like, i'm just like it, like what's a follow-up right question, like a follow-up. Uh, and so i just I, you know, i'm just struggling with that right now and i think i'm just getting a little discouraged and I don't know. So uh, it's just it's his age and his newness at and he comes from a different background. So that's good. Like, I think it's nice to have instructors that have different maybe approaches. And it's nice that he doesn't want to change things with you if you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason to fuck with your game now. Yeah. Um, and that's essentially what he said. He's like, I don't want to mess anything up. We're so close to your check ride. We need yeah. to keep things consistent for you. And I was like, and I appreciate that. He understands yeah. that you understand what you're doing. Yeah. A plus. And so I think right now I think I'm just in a rut and I just need to talk myself out of not quitting. I think I'm, I'm not Another a quitter. Rut? I'm not a quitter, but I'm getting like, this is the closest I've ever been to just quitting. You did this one other time, but you're closer now. I'm closer to quitting than I ever have been before. So I just need to, I know I just need to overcome this mental block or something. Like all you have to do is take the check ride and yeah. do the test. Right. But there's so many holes in my learning and I'm trying to self-study. Has he found them? Uh, he did ask me some questions where I'm like, okay, definitely know that that's a hole. And I recognize that. But it's hard when I am studying on my own. My first instructor, David, I have a study date with him next week. So he'll be helping me fill in some of the gaps. But I think I just, I don't know. Uh, it's been two months. You need to two months is really more. affecting my confidence. And so I don't know. I'll be fine. You just need I, to get back into the groove. Yeah, You've I taken just, yeah. a bunch of time off yeah. because you were doing other stuff. Yeah. So, so you just know, we'll need to dive back into it. And this is kind of a good year to do it because it's not conference heavy. Like mm -hmm. you don't have all those other distractions. Yeah. yeah. You'll be back into it before you know it. I hope so. Mm -hmm. I know you will. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so just I'm glad I finally found an instructor. So I'm really thankful to mm -hmm. find Zach. And I'm thankful that he'll take me on as a student because uh, you know, at the very end, he goes, <laughs> again, I think it's just me being self-conscious. But he's like, you know, I totally understand like how... Other more experienced instructors are, might be annoyed, but I won't be annoyed. Does so you've flown together? Yeah, we flew together the other day. Just the first just time. Just the first time. Okay. So again, like I said, I'm just a little self conscious, like, so are you saying that I'm annoying? <laughs> <laughs> but you'll put up with it? And so I I think there's just a lot of self confidence issues right now that I'm having. Yeah, I don't think that's what he's saying. I think he's like wanting you to know he doesn't have a temper or something it's almost like he's like you're not doing anything wrong i'm not gonna yell at you like yeah i'm just gonna he, i like that he asks for clarification if if he's trying to figure out why you did it that way and then you know why you did it that way i think that reinstills your confidence in each other yeah maybe yeah mm -hmm. i like so. that that's good that's that that's that that makes sense yeah so that's flying that's on the flying portion of my life yeah, mm -hmm. good for you going up in those little planes with all those strangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to remember the original reason why like I challenged myself like this. And this is it. The these are the moments. These are why I put myself in uncomfortable situations and I whenever something scares me, I like run towards my fears because like these are the moments that I'm practicing how to build that muscle of, you know, resilience or that muscle of determination or that that muscle of like believing in myself and trusting in myself because moments like this where I don't trust myself or believe in myself like this is how I practice 
And this is potentially, Being, I mean, career number two. Possibly. I mean, we all have chapters. Yeah. Like, you're not going to do dentistry forever, forever full time. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's tough. I mean, as someone who worked in dental for not not even doing the dentistry, just working around the people who did it forever. It's a physically demanding it job. Is. It's a mentally demanding job. It's a very thankless job most of the time. I mean, no one wants to be an accountant for 50 years anymore. No sense. one wants to do anything yeah. forever. And like mm -hmm. to have something like this, it's kind of fun and exciting. And it's challenging in the beginning. Right. But once yeah. you you just have to get past the breakers, as one yeah. of my favorite I online like therapists that. says, like this is a point in the relationship where you're like, do we don't we? Yeah. And you have to swim like past that. that the real choppy waters to get to the part of the ocean that's smooth. Oh. Like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. where you are right now because you're out Thank there. You. It's you. getting real. It is real, real. And you just gotta get past those breakers. Thank you, you got this one small hump to get over. Yes. You are correct, my friend Mandy. Yes. You can Thank do it. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. And you have to do it because you promised me a flight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to because I'm trying to get it before you get your passport. <laughs> you better hurry up. I have that thing somewhere around here. <laughs> oh, what's new with you? What's new and good with you, Mandy? Oh my gosh, I swear, almost nothing. Um, well, uh, no. <laughs> not a whole lot on the work front. Like baking and stuff is really good. It's chill. It's it's coming in at a pace I can tolerate. The wedding season rush has calmed down a little bit. There's still wedding stuff happening, but it's slower around this time mm -hmm. of year because holidays, it's a totally mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. mess of stuff. Like putting out, everybody wants cookies and still birthdays are happening, obviously, and there's still events happening. And we're thinking down the road to Super Bowl is coming to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot around the events that I'm- Is 2023 Super Bowl in Phoenix? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's going to be a zoo. It's the second weekend in February this year. It's like the 12th, 13th, something like this. It directly impacts one of the events that I help out to organize. And because we, our events are downtown and downtown is going to be a big hubbub of activity. So, you know, we're already, I'm already like living in February part time because of that, but I'm excited for the holidays this year. I'm like, I know we just hit Thanksgiving, but I've been ready to bake holiday cookies and holiday treats for a minute now i'm like once once halloween is gone i'm like all right fast forward to christmas let's go let's do this i just want to make cute christmas shit yeah. i want to make sugar cookies make and any, candy um, oh what are those pop stuff uh pops cake pops cake pops or cocoa Probably. pops or no balls with cocoa ball cocoa oh, balls? truffles uh no they explode when you put more milk over it oh cocoa bombs bombs cocoa bombs nice I, <laughs> so i ever to get there <laughs> that's okay i have molds for them i have not practiced with them i got them two years ago and they were so hot two years ago that the molds i ordered came in like after Christmas mm. so I never got a chance to play with them that year and I played with them a little bit last year but I was pretty busy still working full-time that I didn't have enough time maybe, maybe I'll start playing with year? them again this year I'd love to make some I like but I don't want to spend my whole day yeah. playing with chocolate every day I'd love to be your taste yeah tester. it would be great to like smash up some candy cane pieces mm. and you know have some vegan marshmallows in my I have my own hot cocoa mix that I make mm. so it'd be nice to put that inside the bomb with some vegan marshmallows mm. put some pretty little crushed up candy canes on the outside mm. red and green sprinkles you know little white chocolate mm. vegan white chocolate drizzles so I would like to and I thought of this the other day 
I'm working on it, girl. I want to do candy in a lot of cookie oh, boxes yes, this yes. year. So I started making peanut brittle. I'm going to work on honeycomb next, mm-hmm. which is kind of a lighter, fluffier, Honey, honeycomb. very similar base recipe, uh-huh. like sugar, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> and maybe mm-hmm. some vanilla. And traditionally, honeycomb is it's thicker. So you add baking soda to it at the end. And baking soda causes all these bubbles to happen in it. And it sets really quick. You put the baking soda in the pot, give it a good stir, and then you pour it into a dish. So it's thick and it sets. And you dip it in hot dark chocolate. Oh, that sounds good. Maybe there's milk chocolate too. I'm a dark chocolate, like semi-sweet chocolate fan. So that's how I enjoy it. So I'm going to tinker around with more candy this year and do some more chocolate barks, do fudges. I Ooh. don't think I'm going to do truffles. I think I'm going to stick with fudge. Ah. Oh. I've made some really good chocolate fudge, peanut butter fudge. I want to make a maple fudge. And truffles is a type of candy. Truffles are t- uh, chocolate. Yes. So yeah. it's usually. But it's different like... than truffle oil that come from a mushroom or yes. some kind of plant. Yeah. Truffles kind of a mushroom. Might be a mushroom. Yeah. Truffle is a little nugget thing that grows underground and uh-huh. animals sniff them out. Yeah. Uh, black and white truffles. Mm-hmm. These are chocolate truffles. And um, what, what makes them a truffle? I don't know why they call it chocolate truffles. Truffles is different than a piece of chocolate. The American language is a tricky bitch. I was just (laughs) curious because you know I love truffle oil on all like on my French fries and and on my pizza and and on all my food. You know everything. And everything I love. Yes, I know. I love truffle oil. Like I had a chance to try um, it. I love Parmesan and and truffle oil French fries. I I'm excited. hungry right now. Uh, you might be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wonder, I, I'll, I'm, I'm going to have to try some soon. Different truffle, chocolate okay, truffles. chocolate truffles. So chocolate truffles don't have a shell. They're not like a oh. truffle you get from a box of chocolates. Yeah, yeah. They're okay. soft throughout, but oh. a lot of times, so they're in their nice little round, like, round. you know, one inch guys. Versus fudge that's soft, but it usually cut in squares. Cut in squares, yeah. So truffles will be a little firmer than fudge, just oh. a little. Okay. Slightly different makeup. Not Fudge has a lot of sugar, whereas oh. truffles tends to be a lot of cocoa and cream. Oh. It's like ganache. It's a very oh. similar recipe. Oh, like dense. So just when a, you yeah. put it in your mouth and it's like exactly, <laughs> it's just a different, uh, slightly different ratio. So Got you can it. make okay. the ganache, or, or oh, when it's okay. solid, it'll actually uh, use just. I just use a little cookie scoop and balls and roll them up real quick. Gotta keep your hands cold. It's a real mess. It turns into like a chocolate disaster. Oh. So that's why I was like, I probably but won't a do good them. <laughs> chocolate disaster. Yeah, you can roll them in coconut or cocoa powder, but I probably won't do those this year. They're a mess. But I am gonna do a lot of candy, a lot of cookies, a lot of Swiss cake roll style Ooh. cakes again. I'm excited. I know, me too. I've been watching. So Mr. Boyfriend became obsessed with the Great British Bake Off. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And we watched all of the seasons oh. that are on Netflix right now. So. Season 10 just finished, I guess, maybe two weeks ago by the time uh-huh. we're hearing this. Maybe two and a half. We finished watching that. I won't give it away just in case you haven't watched it yet. But yeah. it was fabulous. And the oh, person we yay. wanted to win did oh, win. Oh, yeah. And woo, woo, woo. <laughs> But so since we'd finished like five through ten, everything that's on Netflix in the last few months... I mean, literally, he's like obsessed with like every night we would sit down for dinner. He's like, can we watch the Great British Bake Off? And I'm Aww, like, oh, that's precious. I sure. love that. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Boyfriend. Uh, it's adorable. So now we've found the holiday competitions, which are oh. there's a handful of those seasons out now. But oh. there's there are only two episodes oh. in their different people. It's I just see. a one day and you're done kind of bake off mm-hmm. thing. 
And so we've been watching the holiday ones, which I'm like, can we please watch the holiday stuff? Because all I want to bake right now is holiday shit. And I want to like, I just love getting lots of ideas for flavor combos. And I'm excited to. Ooh, fun stuff. I'm excited to launch into my holiday baking. Aw. Yeah. You know, I love the holidays and how, you know, it does bring us a kind of vibe around, you know, vibe mm-hmm. and stuff. And I know my friend Katie Martin was telling me today that she can't wait for the the weekend because she's going to be bringing out all of her Christmas decorations and holiday decorations and she's going to decorate her whole house and stuff. So I, I just get, I, I enjoy seeing people get all giddy and happy and excited about the holidays, which is, uh, is good. I like that. Mr. Boyfriend mm-hmm. asked me if I decorate for Christmas mm-hmm. and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah. I'm willing to bring in, I have a few boxes of stuff. It's little stuff, you know, just uh-huh. little things to put around the house. I, go, I can, I'll bring it in from the storage if you want to put it up and oh, you want to take it down. Does he, did you ask him the same question? Does he like to decorate for? I mean, he doesn't like keep stuff. You know, when he moves from place to yeah. place, he doesn't keep a lot of stuff. So he doesn't, never, didn't bring anything mm-hmm. like that with him. Mm-hmm. I think he likes the idea of decorating. Yeah. It makes him feel festive historically i just don't spend enough time in the space that's decorated to really care about it i usually will decorate when i have a partner Mm -hmm. like when i used to live with someone we Mm -hmm. i would always decorate because it was just part of making a house a home for us but since i've been single i don't really decorate for myself just because i i fill (laughs) my schedule up with more like so you know i talk a lot i talked with my friend uh because she was we were trying to d- figure out, not that it's a problem. I'm not saying that me being single is a problem, <laughs> but not. we were exploring like, why am I single kind of thing? And she goes, one of the first things that came to her mind was like, it's because you're too busy. And I, and I, and I responded, I was like, I don't think I'm too busy. Stop to- calling me busy. <laughs> exactly. Like, actually, that's one of my triggers. Like, I'm not busy. I don't sit around on my butt doing nothing. If I don't have something to do, like I fill my time up with things that are meaningful to me. And so when I... Wait, you don't have any hours in the week where you sit and just do nothing? I do. Oh, good. But like I don't talk about that with people, you know. I sit in my car for 15, 20 minutes before I enter any place doing nothing because like I liked that's my like my 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 downtime, right? Like I do a lot of things. I don't sit in my house doing nothing. (laughs) She sits in her car doing nothing. (laughs) Uh, But you know, this is actually a meme you see a lot. You see a lot of people talk about like they get home in their driveway and moms will just hang out in their car for a bit. I do that even here some days, and I'm like. No one's even in my house. Exactly. I don't know why I don't go in there. Right. But I don't know. Like, there's just some comfort in being like in a small area where it's just me. I'll see people at the grocery store hanging out in yeah. their cars. When I pull up and park next to them, I get done grocery shopping, come out. They're still sitting still in their car. Yeah, I'm I know. Like, All right. Like, I started having lunch in my car whenever I can <laughs> because I just like to be by myself. I'm not busy. I'm not too busy to have a relationship. Like when I date somebody, I do give them. I think I give them a really good amount of attention. You know, and I do my work like the the work that it takes to build a relationship and to get to know someone and or to contribute. And I do my part. But when I'm single, I'm not going to sit around doing nothing. I'm going to fill my life with happy hours with my girlfriends Mm -hmm. or activities with my family or making, you know, visiting friends that I haven't seen. I mean, I have I'm very grateful that I have a lot of friends and family and people that care about me. Mm -hmm. So I will never not have a friend or two that I haven't seen in a while that I can fill with 
time to like go eat somewhere, go check out something new, go do some kind of activity, go hike, go do all these other things. Yeah. So people think I'm busy, but like too busy to date, but I'm actually not. That's a misunderstanding yeah. of on their part. They just, they see you doing all these things and they think you're too busy to date. But in reality, you're making yourself busy instead of dating. Yeah. And, but that's <laughs> like, that's what's really happening here. Like Miley's like, I don't really care today. I'm going to make yeah. myself, I'm going to make myself busy doing other things. But when there is someone to date, I will, I mean, like I went, I dated this one guy for three or four weeks and I hung out with him three or four nights a week. People didn't know about it because I don't post about it. And you know, he was boring and he wasn't anything to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, well, that's probably why I'm not dating him anymore. <laughs> I mean, once you have someone to talk about, you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's I, okay to have other things going on. Yeah. People in relationships. I, I fill my life up with <laughs> wonderful things. And and when I find my person, I will share all of those wonderful things with my person. Or my person will have wonderful things to share with me. And imagine that. You'll go into a relationship having your own fucking life. Yeah. And you won't have to be all about them. You'll be yeah. like, look, I have all these other things going on. How do you fit into this? Yeah, I think Sir. We're, yeah, you were the one in one of our past episodes. I think were, it's upcoming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you were saying, uh, like, I need to stop trying to figure out how to fit into somebody else's life because that's what I often do. All women do. Yeah. I feel at, very strongly about women need to stop figuring out how yeah. they can fit and how they yeah. can make themselves the perfect mm -hmm. shape for someone else's shit. Yeah. And like make yourself just happy. Yeah. Do the things that bring joy to you. And when some dude comes along or girl comes, whatever it is, when some person comes along that you want to date, make sure they fit into the things you like to do. Yeah. So that doesn't mean you guys have to do everything no. together. Like side note for anyone listening. That doesn't mean y'all should do everything together. Mr. Boyfriend has his activities that I do not care to take part in. And he is finally cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> he like, I'll, you know, I, I am interested to a point, but I don't want to go like play disc golf i have zero interest in playing <laughs> a, a, what i call a frisbee <laughs> like a like on a little golf course toward a basket like flinging it this way and going and picking it up and flinging it again <laughs> he's probably screaming if he's when he listens to this he's gonna be like it's throwing it's throwing <laughs> the disc you're not flinging it's a disc not a fruit like he's gonna go nuts <laughs> hearing this but i love it i'm like i just don't have any interest in being in a park and throwing things and chasing them for an hour and a half or two hours. Like, no, it's not fun to me. I'd rather be reading. I'd rather be putting together a puzzle, researching a recipe, cleaning my house, organizing. So I'd rather do accounting <laughs> than be playing most sports. Yeah. Like, let's just put it that way. But I mean, you should be a fully formed, realized, actualized version, like, or at least getting there, like have your own side of interest and things to do that the other person can have fun doing. You bring things to each other. It's so incredibly yeah. boring. It's also really taxing on a man. I don't think people talk about this enough. It can be very ta taxing on, uh, like in a hetero relationship, when a woman just becomes all about the man. Yeah. And then he feels like he has to be your source, not only your boyfriend or romantic partner, but also your source of entertainment. Also your therapist. Also yeah. your, you know, grocery shopping. Like he, if, if someone has, you would feel the same way as a woman if a man just didn't have anything else going on and you had to be everything to them. Like it's a really imbalanced relationship and you just have to have your own little things that you can bring different things to each other and... It's just, it just cannot work if one of you doesn't have 
some outside life. Yep. And to just further that point even more, Bina, you know, I was talking with Katie Martin today and mm-hmm. she was saying like, when you find the right person, that that right person isn't going to prevent you from doing all those things that fill your life up. They mm-hmm. will actually either one, want to join you because they just care about you so much and want to share in those things and or they will encourage you to find those things that fill your life mm-hmm. with or without them because they want you to continue being a full person, yeah, living a full life. And we all get super busy and it's really easy to get wrapped up in your person. But even Shireen, her guy, they've been dating a while now actually. But it's funny like when Shireen and I will you know, things happen and we won't be able to get together for our little weekly happy hour. He'll say to her, you need to go hang out with Mandy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that's exactly, you know, that's exactly what it's like. I I can tell you need some Mandy time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like, that's a great example. I think of that's really sweet. And just someone who sees you and knows what you need, even when you are, you know, get too caught up in things sometimes to be able to always uh, check those needs Mm -hmm, off mm -hmm. or, you know, I guess like I I'm draw I'm over dramatic when I say like I don't need anybody, <laughs> but really I want to get to a point where I don't feel like I need somebody well, I mean, to know. feel complete. Right, you know you don't need somebody to feel complete. You're there now, but there are moments where but, I I doubt that, so I just need to be more confident. And those moments will never go away. Like yeah. there's never gonna be a time where you're like 100% confident 100% of the time about anything in that life. That is true. Like, do you know how many years I've been baking cupcakes professionally, like, and selling them to people? And I still go, is it good? Yeah, that's true, <laughs> like, too. I make, I've made probably 25,000 cupcakes in the last few years. And I'll still go, how do you like it? Is it good? <laughs> like, I'll be worried about it. I'm yeah. like, God, I hope they like it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's still, there's still those little moments of just times where you're like, how is it? And I think, a hel- I think that's a healthy balance of like, and it's not to say that, to go back to the point of, you know, you don't need anyone, but that doesn't mean it's wrong for you to want someone. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's, it's weak of you to want to be with someone. We humans are pack animals. We want to be with our tribe and it makes like it's built into your DNA. It's hardwired into us for centuries that we want to be yeah. like, we want to find a partner and we want to nest with them. We want to build a home with them. We want to do all these little things with them. Like that is hardwired into us regardless of today's technology and how women are doing things very differently than they did when these things were wired into our brain. It doesn't make it wrong to want to be with someone. It doesn't make it weak to want to be with someone. It doesn't make you less of an independent person to want to share your life with someone. I appreciate that. You're welcome. That means a lot. You know, Mark Manson, mm-hmm. do you know him? I do through you. Yeah. Oh, okay. He he has a few different books that he writes. Uh, and so one of his posts that he put up recently was, uh, what's worse, a life without a life partner, like a romantic partner or a life without friends? Mm-hmm. And his whole point was like, we are pack animals and you don't absolutely need someone like a romantic partner to feel complete. Right. But if if you had to pick between the two, like life without friends is worse than life without a romantic partner because life without friends, I mean, we are pack animals. It's nice to like we need that companionship between friends. We need that friendship. We need that fam- family, familial. Uh, also the variety. Yeah, the, the variety of, yeah. Bring. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. Yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, relationships can come and go. Yeah. 
and your friends are kind of hopefully always there hopefully i um, hope you're always here Mandy. I hope, bish, we're <laughs> bitch <laughs> We're we're li- we're building a quadplex oh, somewhere, yeah. and we are retiring exactly. together. <laughs> we're gonna roll each other to each other's medical appointments. I saw one in Phoenix the other day, and I was like, "What's going on with that building?" <laughs> I was like, "It's clear that they're getting ready to do some major yeah. upgrades on it." I'm like, "Is it for sale?" And then I saw a little real estate sign on it, and I was like, "Hmm, yes. <laughs> There's three units here: one for me, one for Shireen, and one for Miley. Done, <laughs> done. I love it. Yeah, we're retiring together, so, so yes. there's no hoping I'm around. <laughs> You, bitch, you better be around. Yeah, you made me sweat a little thinking about it. (laughs) Don't make me wrinkle my face. Exactly, which brings us to today's episode. I was going to say, as we get older, we will take care of each other's wrinkles. (laughs) Yes, thank you. And like, if we need to tie shoes or... (laughs) Yes, you know, our wrinkles will be because we spent a lifetime of laughing together. That's right. And if you have relationships, you're going to make some frowny faces. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. And if you (laughs) listen to our episodes maybe a couple episodes ago our first of the season Mm -hmm. we talked about stabbing each other oh yeah so this is is the episode where we will be stabbing each other (laughs) well Well, i'm I'm stabbing stabbing you but you might not be stabbing me i hope i get to at some point do you want me to teach you how to stab i mean with the with the egg stuff when you oh right that stabbing that stabbing yeah right I will eventually I've get there. Heard a lot of chatter on the podcast I'm listening to that mm-hmm. I mentioned recently uh, about them stabbing for their uh, mm-hmm, retrievals, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I could do it. Perfect, good because I'm going to uh, need your help. Show me a little, especially brochure. the the very <laughs> last one, the night before the mm-hmm. suctioning. Uh, I'm going to have to pinch my butt really big, and then there's going to be a huge needle that goes really deep mm. with the 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 drug that really prepares my whole body that last for the boost suction. yeah to send your and that one follicles. i'm going to really need help with one cuz i don't know if i can touch my butt i can't twist i'm not that flexible <laughs> but the other is apparently it's a really big needle i can't wait <laughs> we I've should record st- that <laughs> i don't think i've ever stabbed anybody with a needle really yeah oh. i might have like Mr. Boyfriend, I think, had a tweezer one time. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I'll get a little sewing oh, needle. Yeah. Like, this is what I do to myself. And I would just pull it out. Uh-huh. He's kind of a ween and a baby about some stuff. I'm like, just don't look and don't <laughs> jump and don't flinch and don't say Don't ow. move. Yeah, don't say ow. <laughs> don't say ow just and don't up. move. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, tough it up. Come on. <laughs> oh, how funny. I'm like, I do this to myself yes. all the time. Chill out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I will stab you today. And then you, know, you will stab me in about a month. I'm ready. So listeners, you're going to hear Miley give you all of the expertise. You're going to hear some questions from me and maybe a little bit of my early experiences with these stabbings. And mm-hmm. then you're going to hear the live stabbing yeah, yeah, as yeah. much as we can possibly record. <laughs> all right. Enjoy the episode. Miley is our expert today, and we're going to talk about Botox. And mainly because I think the people our age and maybe a lot of people listening either just below or above our ages may be looking into getting some Botox, maybe know some people who get Botox, maybe have uh, misbeliefs. Is that a word? I was going to say misconceptions. Misconceptions. Thank you for the word. So usually that goes the other way around. (laughs) It is actually. (laughs) So... Again, there's a lot of things that happen in social media and society. There's a lot of marketing, a lot of messaging out there. And one of the things that I think is, well, people argue one of the oldest things that people think about and consider is like living a youthful 
life or having a youthful look. People are always chasing that look of youthfulness, right? And so I think mm. lately, more so than ever before, uh, Botox has been a big part of that discussion. It has been, but maybe uh, me, because I am a provider of Botox, I see it more frequently and more people come to me talking to me about should they use Botox? So-and-so is using Botox. And not only am I seeing people that are around our age, I have teenagers that are mm. asking me about Botox. So I know that a lot more people are talking about Botox and fillers. Are teenagers looking to get Botox for lines and wrinkles? So many of them are asking me for Botox for aesthetic reasons. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is totally, so we know we touch on this. We're going to touch on this a lot, I think, this season, but, and we've probably touched on it a lot before, but this has to be influenced by social media. Oh, for sure. And like they stare at mm -hmm. this point one of the 1% crowd that has this I mean, we're all looking at social media, but I mean, for teenagers to think that they need. And when I say teenagers, I mean, I mean, they're not teen teen. They're, they're, they're high school kids. So yeah, 15, 16, 17, like, 18 year olds that are asking me about Botox and fillers. Honest to God, at 34, I never would have even thought I need Botox. I had friends who started to get it and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, good for you. Way to go. Yeah. And I it was I mean, I was think pushing 40, 39, maybe when I got my first. Yeah. yeah, 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 and and that's the thing too. One of the messages that I'd like to kind of send out there regarding Botox is, yes, Botox helps you decrease or soften. I like to use the word soften or mm. smooth wrinkles. It does not delete wrinkles, right? But it does soften your wrinkles. And for many people who start utilizing Botox at an earlier age, and when I say earlier age, in my training. The if if I had to put a number on it, my training has taught me that that number is around early 30s, maybe mm -hmm. mid 30s. So when okay. people ask me, hey, what's a good age to start considering to use Botox? I usually say mid 30s, around 35, 34, yeah. like you just said. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of other reasons for Botox. At 34, I thought I just I, I never even considered it. It wasn't until I started to push like. 38 that mm -hmm. I, I I don't know if it was work and everything combined but people would look at me and go what's wrong yeah exactly <laughs> I'm like nothing's I'm the same way, wrong yeah. but I used to I I concentrate so much that I furrow that brow mm -hmm. and I just look at a lot of things that way yeah. and they're like what's wrong and even when my face was relaxed it had a little bit of this look about it as if I was frowning I was developing yep. I don't know what that muscle's called you can probably tell us but I was developing yeah I was developing this giant like Klingon type of ridge <laughs> in the <laughs> middle of my forehead and I was like that's not cool there's a shadow it's creating a yeah. shadow <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing you touched on a few different things that I hope I also spend a couple minutes for each thing that you've mentioned I hope I remember one thing you talked about was that furrowing or the mm -hmm. frowning right now you didn't like the look of it because it was deep and it was turning into Klingon and there was causing a shadow yeah and I didn't get an actual line wrinkle that I know a lot of people have mm -hmm. but I could see this yeah rat ridge forming for me I have that, but it causes me to have a headache because yeah. of that. So I utilize Botox because if I can decrease the movement of those muscles uh, mm -hmm. right above my eyebrows, it actually helps me decrease headaches. Mm -hmm. And so that is one great thing about Botox. If you uh, are someone who gets a lot of headaches from the the muscular Overusing? movement of your muscle, you know, okay. the, the overuse 
or the extreme movement of your forehead muscles you botox can definitely help with that this makes me think of side note makes me think of um like your jaw because if you're if you're clenching your jaw all of the time it starts to hurt right yes and you also start to physically, you can change some of the anatomy if yes. you do it for long enough. Yes. So it makes me think like, think the same thing same in your thing. forehead. Botox is, I've, I've used Botox on my masseter muscles, which are the muscles when you clench your teeth, you have these big muscles that, uh, along that, that lower yep, jaw, that flex. Yeah. And that jaw muscle, if you use it too much or you clench too much, it actually grows bigger. Yeah. And so Botox can actually decrease the movement. Now Botox, there's a lot of different types of Botox. And so uh, there's A, there's A through G, actually. Oh. There's there's however many letters that is. That's that's the amount of Botox Seven. types there are. There you go. <laughs> now, Botox A, botulinum toxin A, is mm. the specific neurotoxin that I use when I administer Botox for aesthetics. Okay. Just so you're aware of. So again, I think I, I love talking about Botox because I think it's really important people talk and know about Botox, mm-hmm. but there's not just one or there, you know, there's lots of different types of Botox and there's a lot of f- diluted Botox out there as well. So you right. want to make sure you're getting the right Botox. And I want to touch on that for sure yeah. later when we talk about like the number of units yes. that you see advertised yeah. in salons and spas and estheticians. Yes. It's like before we do that, though, yeah. I do want to go back to what I was talking about when I was mentioning your whole, uh, you know, oh, the, yes. the deep wrinkles. One of the reasons why I recommend early 30s mid 30s is a good time to start is one of the the ways you know if our goal is to maintain your youthful look Mm -hmm. we always want to try to soften wrinkles or prevent the wrinkles from getting deeper right Mm -hmm. so that's why it's important to start as early as possible and that by that i mean early 30s or mid 30s when you start to notice wrinkles now i will say wrinkles is a natural part of aging Yes. You do not want to be the 60-year-old that does not have any wrinkles. Yeah. Wrinkles is natural, and it's good for you to have wrinkles. So yeah. that's a big thing that I, I have a conversation with all of my patients. Like faces should yes. have some expression. Correct. And, <laughs> and I love that you say that because Botox does not get rid of your wrinkles that are on your face when you are in a relaxed state. Mm, wrinkles point. that are caused when you are moving your face. Those are the wrinkles that I can soften through Botox. Mm-hmm. Just so everyone's aware, Botox right. does not solve or delete all of your wrinkles. It's Primarily not make your face for, perfect. Right. No matter how much you put in and where you put it. The thing it. is, your face is perfect the way it is. That's right. Get right? over it. Start yes. loving yourself. Exactly. And Look I in have the this. And go I have and say, this. She's yeah. cute. I have this conversation with every, before I take you on as a patient, I Mm -hmm. talk to you about what your definition of beauty is and what your goals are. Because I am also not a person who, I can't, I'm not magical. Right. And, and the thing is like, you're also incredibly ethical. Yes. And you, you, you personally, like you take it very personally if someone were to be displeased from the experience with you. So it just behooves you to say, what are your goals around this? What is it that you hope to improve? Yeah, slash decrease, soften, yeah. da, 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 da. And let's talk about what's achievable. Right. Now, six months, 12 months down mm-hmm. the road, this could be a process. Thank you. And and I would hope that if you are looking for someone who, you know, who, who, who can provide Botox for you or filler for you, that you find someone who cares about what your desires are and is realistic with you and is honest with you and is not just taking your money and just adding units or taking mm-hmm. all of your money 
promising you something because there are a lot of things that providers like I can do for you, but we can't do everything for you. Right. It's not a miracle drug. I think this is a really great first point to hit in this is that look for a provider that interviews you to the point where it understands what you're looking for and is honest and upfront with you about the type of Botox they're using and how it's diluted, if it's diluted, and uh, what they're able to achieve now versus down the road. Yes. And thank you so much. I appreciate how you are able to articulate all of this. Just boiling that down into like one little, Mm -hmm. like I want to make sure people get that first point. Now, the other thing about Botox, now I want to focus on aesthetics. Yes. But just a couple notes about how Botox A can be used for a lot of other things, such as decreasing sweat. We've talked about doing this on me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Many people will utilize Botox A for decreasing like sweat of your armpits or Mm -hmm. sweaty palms. Mm -hmm. And we've already mentioned how it can help with clenching. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about how it can also help with headaches. And so I just want people to know that there are a lot of good benefits for Botox, not just for facial aesthetics. Because sometimes what happens is, Botox can get a bad reputation as well. Because of the other types of Botox, it's historically caused disease and even fatalities as well. And overdosing of Botox A for facial can also lead to other issues as well. So Mm. like I said... It is not a miracle drug. Not all like not every drug is like miracle either. Like just because a drug is good at one dose doesn't mean it's going to be great at other doses. Some drugs out there at there are lethal doses or, you know, so we just want to be mindful of that as well. Absolutely. There are lethal doses of things like lidocaine and carbocaine Mm -hmm. when you go to the dentist. Like there are certain amounts that you should have. You should not cross this line for patients of certain ages, weights, medical conditions. So like anything else. You shouldn't just jack yourself full of it. Today's episode, we're going to focus on facial aesthetics, though, because I I do do Botox for uh, the the oral facial pain and the clenching. But I really want to spend time talking about facial aesthetics because that's what I provide for Mandy. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had Botox in a year. Oh. So um, do. I'm starting to notice there's just a ton of movement. I mean, in Botox, you know, typically lasts three to four months, mm-hmm. I think, is the range that you usually tell people. And it's like having had it done for a couple years in a row, like having it done a couple times a year for a few years, my face became very used to being relaxed and yeah. not overly over, like lots of movement. Right. And that's another thing that I would also let listeners know as well, because when we're, we're in training, what we learn is Botox lasts three to four months. But what I learned in my practice is if a patient is consistent with getting Botox every three to four, ye- uh, four months, every three to four months, actually, depending on the patient's satisfaction, sometimes what happens is that Botox, I administer it on month one, but by month four, you're still comfortable with the way your face looks. And so then maybe we do it month five. And what happens over time is, again, if your muscles are not moving as much as they used to because you've been having the Botox, what happens is those wrinkles continue to stay softened or they're less likely to get deeper, Mm -hmm. which means you may not need Botox every three to four months after the first year. Maybe it's now every six months or now in your case, Mandy, we've been doing it for several years that you now have been satisfied for over six months and we do it whenever you're ready for it yeah and so i caution people if a provider says you absolutely need it every three months 
be mindful of that because every patient is different. I have some patients that need it every two months. Okay. And some patients like you that need it every six to eight months. And some people are really expressive and they're working yes. the hell out of those facial mm-hmm. muscles. Like I know I've heard of acquaintances, I'll say, uh, that have gotten Botox and have been over Botoxed. Mm-hmm. And she was so upset with not being able to really move her face, you know, like a week down the road, two weeks down the road that she worked super hard trying to get those movements back. That actually can cause other issues down the road as oh, well really? so you just want to be mindful of that yeah. and and again that's why i say go, go with the to provider, a provider who maybe start slow a little bit conservative so i always talk to all you know when i when i bring on new patients i always say i'm going to start at the baseline mm-hmm. and then two weeks later we'll kind of revisit and see if you need more or would like more mm-hmm. but there's a baseline that that i was trained at and then we always do a two-week post-op to see how you like it and then if you're a first timer or a new patient that we've only been working together for less than a year sometimes we'll revisit at three months to kind of see did the amount of botox that we administered three months ago did it last three months or did it go away at two months or is it still effective to where it can get us until month four every patient is different 20 units in your face mandy might not be 20 units in my face i might need 30 units to get the same result that we got in your face for 20 units. And that's why, again, we want to be mindful of the conversation. Mm -hmm. I want to empower our listeners to know the vocabulary or the terminology that providers are using when they're explaining things to patients. And now units, is this a good time to move into Mm -hmm. how the Botox itself is diluted and measured and put into your face? Yeah. So... Botox comes in a vial. Because the first time I had this done with you, you were, it was like science. It you is. You were just mixing things and like <laughs> yeah. creating potions and there was a cloud of smoke. And I feel like a sparks. sorcerer when I am Botoxing. <laughs> I'm kidding. There was no smoke and there was no fire. But <laughs> she was, I had to stop talking to her because she was trying to math. I was doing a lot of mathing. And I was like, I better shut up now or I'm going to get the wrong dosage in my <laughs> yes. head. I'm just going to play on my phone for a minute. She's like counting the little dots she put on my face and how many units she wanted to put in each dot and then figuring out how much she was putting in each syringe and you mix the botox with uh saline saline or sodium chloride okay mm-hmm. so when you mix it and sodium chloride is a salt water it is okay so that's why i say saline salt water sure. same thing but i i'm very particular about my language because i want to make <laughs> sure i'm i like to educate yeah and and i also like to be as transparent as possible sure. as well and and people should just know saline salt water yes. is interchangeable okay. mm-hmm. fine for you yes not hurting you nope very safe and that's why again be mindful of the botox that you're using as well mm-hmm. now there's different types of botox out there different brands and things like that yeah um, i'm very particular as well on the the company and the type of botox that i use something tried and true mm-hmm. effective yes. is going to give the people that you work with the results they want yes Great. i'm also a very traditional person as well so i mm-hmm. tend to go with the companies that have had really good reputations for a longer amount of time and that goes to say kind of I'm also one of those people like you get what you pay for. Oh, yeah. You don't pay you a lot of money for something. You probably won't get a high quality or a long lasting quality. Right. That's just me. And when it comes to Botox and one of the lessons I've learned in dentistry, especially when I do cosmetic dentistry and in this case, cosmetic facial aesthetics things, your satisfaction is very like customer satisfaction is very arbitrary. And it's and so I want to be able to utilize quality products that are going to be predictable. I 
And that's probably why some of my costs are going to be a little bit higher than other people's costs. And you might find a provider that charges a lot less than what oh I gosh. charge. I've seen really low. I mean, you see $15 a unit, mm. you know, maybe like average special kind of price but sometimes i'll see some crazy low cost per unit and i'm like what are they actually using and Correct. how diluted is it exactly and that's i don't know if those are appropriate questions to ask your your <laughs> provider because yeah. i'm not even sure if they would even give you the right answer like to be honest me? right yeah. yeah like are you gonna just stand behind them and watch them mix everything right. i mean i let my i let my patients do that because i'm i'm just very transparent like mm -hmm. that but there are a lot of providers out there that do that in the back office and then they bring mm. in the Botox into your, your room and then they administer it. So yeah. again, you don't know. And that's why I'm very cautious when there is Botox specials that are like $7 a unit, $10 a unit, because they also average, will make you buy like yes. 30 units minimum, like right. or 50 and units minimum. That actually like makes sense. Then you know for sure that you are getting the appropriate amount because like I said, there are certain muscles in your face that require a, a, a baseline minimum number of units. Mm -hmm. Like for your eyebrows, I start everyone at 20 units because I know from my training, everyone needs a minimum of 20. Now you might need 30, some other people might need 40, but minimum 20 is a baseline for every patient for their eyebrows. And yeah. then for your frontalis, which is the big muscle in your forehead, you might start like usually they recommend starting anywhere from four to 10 units, depending on how active that mm -hmm. muscle is, you know. So, again, a, prov a good provider is going to also take records. And when I say records, I mean photos. So my patients get really uh, they, they get they're like, again, you have to take photos of my face again. Yeah. And yes, it is because it's, it's important. It's, it's super fun having a camera three inches from your face <laughs> and you have to make these crazy faces and form the wrinkles that you're right. trying to avoid. But it's like make them go really hard at it so we can see what we were, were working with. Exactly. And then we can see where we are two weeks from exactly. now. Exactly. So it's and super important. a year from now. And six months from now. You know, so that's it gets why to the point where I so just laughed no, no, no. I'm like, okay, here we go. And I'm like And it's actually really face. good for the patient too because then you can see that like physical evidence that you are improving, right? Because yeah. you don't know what your wrinkles look like three months ago. And I can show you what they look like three months ago and what they look like now. And so uh, photos are really, really important. It also is a great way to just communicate with your provider too. Because when you are both looking at a picture, you can say and point out exactly mm. where you are unsatisfied about, right? So great. I use photos to, to have a conversation with my patients a lot. So look for a provider that actually tracks your progress as yeah. well. Yeah, informational and educational. Mm -hmm. What are some myths around Botox? Like I know people might have heard scary things like I can... I can remember, I don't remember how long ago this was, probably 20 years ago. It was probably a spring chicken. And people started to do this Botox thing. And I was like, what? I am not injecting botulism into my face. But that's like, you But know. that's what I mean when I, like, that's why I was like, there are different types of botulism. Yeah. <laughs> and there's different doses, right? So the, uh, there's A, B, C, D, E, G, E, E, F, G. So yeah. there's seven types of Botox. Some of them are very fatal for animals and not fatal to humans oh. some of them can be fatal to humans botulinum a and b can lead to disease if you get a very high dose of it oh. now the amount of units that we're using to paralyze because in essence i'm paralyzing your muscle i'm right. preventing your muscle from moving because every time that muscle moves it causes a wrinkle mm -hmm. so i'm paralyzing your muscle and i'm using 
such small it's such small dose that's why it's called a unit because it's so small i can't even it's not even a micro unit you know yeah. it's so small and so just be mindful of uh the the type so always make sure uh, in my mind i would recommend that you look for a provider that provides you botulinum a okay I because like it can be a toxin because again it, and the reason it's a misconception is essentially it is considered a neurotoxin it's toxic to your muscles it's paralyzing your muscle that's why there's that misconception that it can quote kill you or paralyze you yes it can yeah uh, and that's the thing too. Uh, a lot of patients with special needs who have cerebral palsy or uh, sometimes for seizure activities and things like that, you might use Botox to paralyze a muscle so that the patient doesn't uh, uh, spasm, spasm or hurt themselves. And, yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. And that's why, again, with tension headaches, it's because you have a muscle that's very tense. So if you paralyze that muscle, it relaxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hence, less headaches. I yeah. did notice also less headaches. Um, it was funny because I would get the first couple times I feel like I had Botox, I would get a little bit of a headache that night. Yeah. But long term, I noticed less frowny face headaches. Yeah. So there's a lot of short term effects. You'll have a little bit of bleeding, a little bit of inflammation and swelling. Sometimes it looks and like little mosquito bites. Yeah. They're just <laughs> like mosquito bites, actually. Probably 17 of them on your forehead when, I, when I'm done with you. Uh, but... With the Botox, it, it can cause very short term. And when I say short term, I mean anywhere from an hour to three days. Mm-hmm. And so you just want to be mindful of that. And, and usual things to help with inflammation is icing. And there's going to be post-op instructions that your provider will provide to you that you want to make sure you don't do. Like you want to be mindful of the kind of things you put in that area. So like for females, don't don't wear makeup for mm-hmm. uh, a few hours after i usually tell patients wait a whole day before wearing makeup be mindful of exercising be mindful of you know you're gonna like for example you know we talked about 17 mosquito bites on your forehead those areas are going to feel very lumpy and bumpy for the first day don't press on your forehead to flatten your forehead because it actually the botox needs to stay underneath your skin there's certain uh, layers of your skin it needs to stay in a certain layer if it goes too deep it won't work so you oh. press on it too much and you to try to flatten those bumps you're going to push the botox deeper into like underneath the muscle and then it, it won't work and mm. now you've paid hundreds of dollars for nothing yeah, so, you're erasing it for all exactly. intents and purposes. You're just mm-hmm. like, er, 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 rub it off, yeah. and then it's gone. And you're like, damn, my Botox didn't work. And then you're like, that Dr. Miley doesn't know what yeah. she's talking about or doing. And you're like, no, no, you didn't. You weren't yeah. a good patient. <laughs> yeah. So it, if Botox can kill you, it shouldn't if you're having it administered properly and at low enough doses. Are there any, I mean, I know some people have advertised that bruising could be a thing with Botox. I've never experienced that with you, but I know that's an issue. I'm glad. I've had a couple of patients with bruising. Mm -hmm. Bruising happens when the injector injects the material or in this case, the the, the Botox, I guess. And so, uh, and it's very close to a vein or an artery. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I try to do when I'm doing my evaluation is I will try to hold up a light or I'll have the patient hold up their face towards a light and I'm looking for where their veins and their arteries are so that I don't accidentally inject too close to that now it does happen but it's not a big deal and the the outcome is really just bruising for a couple days afterwards so that's happened to me a couple times too but it's just a like a occupational hazard right it's a hazard of doing the procedure and so uh, it can happen to anyone anytime and it's nothing to worry as long as it doesn't um, start to spread and get worse over time. If you start to see it 
dissipate within three days, you're good. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've luckily never experienced that, but that's what I would imagine for any type of little bruise or tender feeling mm-hmm. like around the sides like, oh, ow, okay. Now, some other complications that could happen, and this is going to be provider uh, specific or just technique. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what happens is if you inject too much Botox or uh, maybe at the wrong site, sometimes what happens is you can have asymmetry. Oh. Right. So again, aesthetics is so important that you want to make sure that your provider can communicate with you to make sure that they understand what your goals are as well. Because sometimes we might need to inject more Botox on the left side of the face to make sure that it's symmetrical with the other side of the face. Yeah, because it's rare mm, our faces are super symmetrical. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what happens is sometimes what happens is if if you inject too much Botox, you could get what's called a drooping eyelid. Oh, yeah. So those things can occur within if you notice something like that in the next in the first three days, just let your provider know there's not a lot of things that could happen or that could help it that could help it. But if you let your provider know soon enough, what happens is we may be able to correct it by placing more Botox in another area to lift that lid up. Okay. Botox, facial I was wondering, aesthetics. could you manipulate it in a yeah. way? Okay, good to know. Uh, the other thing is Botox gives its full effect at, at around 7 to 10 days. That's why I say it's important to do a two-week post-op with your patients or with, you know, for, for a provider with your patients, for the patient with your provider. Make sure that you have that two-week post-op because th- that's the time where you can kind of evaluate and say, oh, you know what, the 20 units for your eyebrows – it wasn't enough to get you to where you want, Mandy. Let's go ahead and add a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Or you know what, Mandy? I noticed that your eyelid over here is a little bit lower than the other side or your eyebrow is a little bit lower on one side than the other. I'm going to go ahead and add one more unit or half a unit or something just yeah. to balance it out a little bit. That's probably the way I drew them on today. <laughs> Whoops. They're, they're siblings. They're not twins. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I know you can do certain things like kind of lift the eyebrow mm-hmm. a little bit depending on where you've put it before. Um, and you can obviously like around crow's feet. Crow's feet. Mm-hmm. People will do that a lot. I don't think I've ever gone that route because no, I don't have not. a ton of them. But so I focus a lot on upper face because mm-hmm. a lot of people just in my population – they really yeah. are focused on the upper face. I also can administer Botox on the lower face. Right. For many patients who have uh, the uh, downturn commissures mm-hmm. or the, the, the corners of your mouth are downturned like, instead of either neutral or kind of like lifted up a little bit, the corners of your mouth will droop down. Does so that contribute to jowls? It can, mm-hmm, okay. for sure. Oh, Usually with jowls, I'll correct that with filler. Oh, okay. And uh, contouring the chin so that it's a little bit more rounder, I'll use filler. But I'll use Botox for correcting some of the the, the corners of the mouth drooping hmm. so I can neutralize it. I can't always turn it up, but I can neutralize it so it's a it's a flatter line as opposed to the corners dipping down. Yeah. And I also use Botox to kind of do what's called a, a, a lip flip. Oh. So sometimes what happens is many patients can't afford filler. To kind I did of not know you could do this with lips. Botox. So I'll I'll inject Botox along the line of your lip. Yeah. And it will just flip up your lip a little bit, just enough to make it to show more of the lip to give you the illusion that you have a bigger lip. People, it doesn't fluff up. 
like filler does yeah or plump up like filler does but it does flip up the 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 lip a little bit to expose more of your yeah. lip showing and more of your lip showing gives you the illusion that it's a little plumper but that's also a look that people go for these days it's is a that big look on instagram it's so odd to me i we are we have a close friend who yeah. loves this look and she has incredibly full lips but yeah. she wanted What's that filler little flip yeah done to flip it i didn't know i wonder if she knows you can do it with botox she'll probably listen to this so maybe she'll call you <laughs> now the thing is it doesn't yeah it gives you the illusion of plumper lips it doesn't plump up her lips, lips are ginormous yeah and that's the thing too like that's part of it too i also have my own morals and you know compass and things like that and there are some cases where i'm like i just can't give you more filler like to the point where a half a syringe of filler mm-hmm. didn't re- wasn't really noticeable on her. Right. So she had to get a full well, yeah. syringe to like really make things pop. I was like, girl, your lips got here before you did. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and that's the Some people want their lips to She's get like, there before I love before them. The, yeah. I'm like, those are amazing. I kind of want to know what it's like to kiss you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I don't have a good baseline. Like her and I haven't like smooched in a long time. <laughs> Probably is like a party favor back in our club days. But like. I, I need to know a baseline before and after what it's like to kiss that. Well, I want to know if there's know. a difference. It's probably, probably like playing with somebody with real boobs and then they get yeah, fake boobs. Maybe. It's probably similar. I wonder. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> that's, you know, I, I'm a big person on talking about Botox and fillers just because I'm, I don't want anyone to look fake. And yeah. I want you to make sure that you find a provider that you trust mm-hmm. and that wants the best for you, not wants all of your that, that not wants all your money. Right. And then also it's just kind of OK to normalize yes. some of these things. I mean, it's OK to talk about it. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people out there getting Botox that you don't know are getting Botox. Mm-hmm. I mean, you- I'll tell people I get Botox. I Botox myself sometimes. <laughs> I know I've seen you <laughs> if you see somebody over the age of 35 who has this incredible looking forehead you're like that's Botox <laughs> try scaring them if their forehead doesn't <laughs> yes move, <laughs> if their forehead does not move tell them something Botox. shocking <laughs> and that's why I say like I'm more of a, and you should look for a provider that also aligns with what you like too, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a provider who I want you to have a little bit of wrinkle. I want you to have movement because right. you're also a walking, I'm going to be honest, you're also a walking advertisement for me. Mm-hmm. And if your face is frozen, <laughs> I don't want people to think that, oh, Dr. Miley can freeze your face. I am not a freezer. I do not want to freeze your face. Right. If you want your face frozen, I'll give you some referrals for other providers that believe in the frozen look. Okay. I'm not that. Pro- I'm not it. your provider. <laughs> I'm not your person. <laughs> uh yeah i get that i i i don't think mr boyfriend remembers that i probably told him i had both when when i first met him i would have been you know within a month post-op of having Mm, botox mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. you so i definitely had a very calm you know relaxed look about my face and now it's been a year and a lot of that is gone i do my darndest not to make a ton of faces but I'm expressive. I make faces all day long. Like I'm like half comedian and a lot of that is through my face. So like I emphasize a lot of what I'm saying through my eyes and forehead and da 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 da. And uh, I mentioned to him recently that I was like, I'm due for some Botox. I got to get me some Miley. I need to get some Botox. He was like, what? No, you don't need that. I had a boyfriend once tell me, do not ever use Botox. <laughs> and I had to stare right back at him and then say, okay. And then when I broke up with him, I, I started the Botox again. Wait, did you actually stop using it when you guys were dating? Yeah. That is hilarious. It he really never, was a big deal for him. He never would have known. 
Yeah, but I would have known, and I so? didn't. I'm. I just couldn't. So when I was but with like, him for the rest of our relationship, own, I didn't use. Buttons. But like someone tells you that, that's like controlling. Exactly. First of At all. that time, I didn't realize it. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, if it matters so much to you, because it was such a big deal to him. It was a much bigger deal to him for me not to do Botox than for me to do Botox. If I had, if it was such a big thing, I would have made a big thing out of it, but I didn't because I was like, okay, fine. I don't have to have Botox right now. But so controlling, right? Like, yes. and that's their own insecurity. Like, right. heaven forbid you do something that makes you feel good. Yeah. If someone's telling you not to do something that makes you feel good and is literally of zero effect to them yes. or anyone else, that person is manipulative and controlling right. and you should cut them out of your lives probably completely right so or just have an understanding with them that you don't listen to anything they say and that's why i say (laughs) this conversation is really important to me yeah and mr boyfriend did not tell me not to have botox he said what you do not (laughs) need need that he was like get out of here don't do that you're silly like and that comes from a place of just because he loves you the way you are right yeah and i'm like dude i had this in my face when you met me like (laughs) it's I like it. And that's the thing too. Normalize what makes you feel good about yeah. yourself. And I say and that. If I have the money to do it and like yeah. I can do it. And you're doing I'm, it safely and yeah. you're, you have a healthy mindset because that's the yeah. other thing too. Oh, I, I dance around, I dance around this topic and sometimes I get a little uncomfortable talking about it because I know that there are people out there that can take this need for Botox to the extreme where it may lead to body dysmorphia. Dysmorphia. And I just want to be mindful that, yes, we should be talking about it because we want to normalize it, but we also want to be able to generate healthy mindsets as well. And being, being aware of when you might be going down that road of body dysmorphia versus doing what it is that you need to a degree that will make you feel good about yourself, feel confident about yourself, uh, but not put you at risk for negative or unhealthy mindset. And a good doctor will say and let you know if they feel like you're getting yeah. a little too far. I've actually gone. had a patient where I had to stop. I was like, I'm not giving you any more Botox. And uh, and I've had to have multiple conversations with her because she kept texting and calling our office wanting more Botox. Can and you I confirm said, or sorry. deny if I know this person? You do not know this person. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I, and that, and I, I would like to think that that makes me a good provider to be able to yeah. say no to you oh, yeah. because I don't think you're healthy enough to like from a healthy mindset to, to like Botox does, it should not be solving your self-esteem issues. Right. It can help promote your self-esteem but it should not solve your problems and i mean honestly all this stuff all these fillers and botox it should be enhancing it's not going to completely change the look of you it's not going to change your life it's not going to suddenly make you more popular more loved better of a human being like go ahead and enhance your features if you'd like to but have realistic expectations and do it for you yes and, love it. you know, keep it in a place where you're like, I feel good about this and it's not, yeah, yeah it's not taking over my life. I love this. And now you're going to poke me. Yep. I'm going to poke you and you're going to listen to all the sounds and the sorcery <laughs> that I do. Yeah. But you'll also hear Mandy's uh, comments as well. Yeah. I'll be, try to be giving commentary. I'm going to try to hold one of these microphones as close as possible <laughs> while Miley's like, I mean, she's right up in my grill when it's happening. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what you get, but you'll get some noise. Awesome. Enjoy. (laughs) All right, everyone.
everybody. I have cleansed Mandy's face and I've drawn out spots on her mm-hmm. forehead because her chief concern is that when, you know, that there's some frowny, frowny lines. lines when she uh, moves her face. When somebody annoys me. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So the first, oh, I'm ahead. looking at the camera and myself, and there's like a dozen dots on my face. Mm. Well, some of those might be freckles. <laughs> you have five along your eyebrows, which outline the muscle called the corrugators. And then I have ten across your forehead, which is your frontalis muscle, mm. if I may be a nerd for a couple minutes. Oh, cool. All right. So here we go. Do you need me pressed against the wall, or am I good right here? You're good for now. Okay. There's poke one. Good job. Choice starts right in the middle of my head. I do. And go ahead and lean your head back a little bit. There you go. You can move the microphone closer to okay. you. There you go. Gotta big, get that content. Big pinch. That one along the eyebrow, you feel a little bit more. Good. How you doing? I'm great. I'm excited that my face will soon be frozen in 10 days. <laughs> Approximately 10 days time, I will see the results of all the poking efforts. Mm-hmm. She's running away. <laughs> As I look at the camera, I think it's because there's a little blood leaking. <laughs> I forgot to get you a piece of gauze. Alright. Next pinch. Apparently my forehead likes to bleed. I am stabbing you, so. Yeah. Good job there. Do you ever feel like pops? No. Oh, okay. Sometimes what happens is when I make that initial puncture into the skin or to the skin layer, the layer below the skin, the superficial skin, mm-hmm. sometimes some people you can hear a little pop. Mm, interesting. No, my skin's very bendy. Oh. <laughs> we like bendy. We like flexibilities. Okay, so this is where I usually do have you up against a wall to kind of apply pressure. And being uh, how we're, uh, I'm just gonna, uh, this would be a really great moment for Mr. Boyfriend to come in and see me straddling you. Yeah. She's literally like on me on the couch, you guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because she's gonna press really hard on my forehead and poke me at the same time so that I don't hopefully feel the needle so much. It's funny because while this is happening, oh, I felt that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I try not to make any faces, but obviously it's like one of those things where you want to make a face. Like, well, someone's stabbing you multiple times in the face. I felt that one too. When you say feel, do you I feel felt that little pop, pop you told yeah. me? Yeah. I did not along the brows. I'm feeling most of these ones along the hairline. I gotta remember to breathe, y'all. Mm hmm. Ooh, that was a big pop. Uh-huh. Man. I have a tendency to hold my breath as it is, like, doing anything, so. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, last pop. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> oh my god, and just in time. Thank you. You're welcome. I loved it. It was fabulous. Everyone should try it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I don't miss your boyfriend? <laughs> I didn't know if you guys were good friends, so. We were. We are. But you missed me on top of your lady. And as a final note, if you would be so kind to give us a rating and review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it is truly helpful to our little show. And if you found this episode helpful to you, please share it on social media or with a loved one. You can find and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Woman Get In. And you can find me, Miley, at Dr. Smiley Miley. And I, Mandy, am at MandyPants15 on Instagram. Thanks so much, friends. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.